0: Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you
1: ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Welcome and thanks again for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. Wow. And We got a uh, an issue for you today. We do. I, yeah, man alive. I'm <laughs> REM concert reviewer, Doug Payton. It's
2: the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> and I'm Meteor Watch Beat. Karen Lindsay, we're hot off the presses with this issue for Season 3, Episode 7, entitled Ejecta.
1: Ejecta, you're out of the game, buddy. (laughs) You're out! We are published by Golden Spiral Media. They're the parent company here. Goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome for all our back issues. And don't forget the Golden Spiral Media Facebook fan page, as well as our own personal one for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Just search Facebook for the Chester's Mill Gazette, and you will find us. You can't miss us. That's right.
2: With the okay, we had and the uh, what's that? Pretty header, all that. A,
1: absolutely. The writer for this episode was Pete Calloway. Well, the, he's Peter yes. Calloway.
2: I don't know oh, if he likes oh, Pete.
1: Well, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's <laughs> a there's a there's a guy I work with who. I must refer to by his full name because, you know, his mom calls him by the short name. Oh, but I, don't, I okay.
2: see. And no one else okay. can.
1: Peter Calloway. I don't want to sound too, you know, too, uh, you know, familiar. Too informal, you know, so, yes. Informal. And David are... M. Barrett. David M. Barrett. He wants that, all three of them in there, yes. That's
2: right. He's the director. I'm Alrighty. sorry. I'm being difficult today, aren't I?
1: <laughs> no, you're being, you're, you're run you're, you're, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I know. I'm I am. i'm just, being
2: i'm being difficult. I'm, I'm sorry. just
1: floundering here. <laughs> I had a big day, folks. You know, you it's did. Been, it's been a big day with the family, and it's like wow. <laughs> so I come back, and it's like, oh, I have a podcast to do. That's yes, right. That's and right. then I
2: give you crap. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. So uh, shall we start the discussion?
1: Let's get right into it. And our headline this week, Earth ejects everything else.
2: That's very nice.
1: As far as we know. As far as we know. From the perspective of the dome. hmm ah, Okay. Let's talk about ratings here. I gave this eight apocalypses <laughs> because I liked that we were really moving this story forward in terms of the you know, the behind the scenes story, what the myth arc, it's what's really happening. Right, um, and it was you know this is kind of the payoff. Why is the dome there, right, and we saw that uh, this time around, yeah, there were some some issues we'll talk about a little later, but i I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really good episode, eight apocalypse
2: and I gave it eight stuffed birds because there were many, many, many stuffed birds in that cabin where uh big jim and and uh Julia were whole I wonder up if I wonder
1: if any of them were named Cecil
2: maybe. I wonder if any of them were dodos.
1: Yeah, oh, that's why they went extinct. Because this guy. Because they
2: were all in that poaching. Cabin. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but I agree with you. I think it did move the story along, and I think it um, it answered a few questions, um, and it gave me at least something to think about um, as to what's happening in there. So, and and we'll discuss that later. <laughs> I'm being KG, but I'm being KG for a reason. No, no, no.
1: Caged was last week.
2: Sorry. <laughs> KG. All right. <laughs> Which is not my initials.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's true. Okay. Now, what we I, I was noticing that, you know, they had the the timestamps on different uh um scenes so you could tell kind of when things were happening. At the same time, when this was happening, when that was happening, the other thing moving. it. Out. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of follow generally speaking, the timeline in each of the settings mm-hmm. with Barbie and Ava, with uh, the, what's happening at the Sweetbriar, in the caves on Bird Island, uh, those kinds of things. So yeah, we're gonna jump gonna around be a bit
2: for me too because I <laughs> I didn't pay attention to what was happening at the same time either.
1: Well, see, that way they could, in, the, instead of them jumping around, It did, did a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but instead of them jumping around when one person sees the, the meteors and the next person and the next person, they could actually kind of go back after the commercial break and kind of catch you back up Right. Uh, with this setting. But what we're going to do, we're going to do, do the jumping around. Look out, stand back. We're going to be jumping lots here.
2: Right. We're going to jump for you.
1: All righty. We, we started at 1.13 in the morning touch this.
2: Doesn't he jump a lot?
1: I don't The Pointer Sisters jumped.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And so did David Lee Roth. Um, jump. That's yeah. right.
2: Yeah, you're right.
1: Might as well jump. Yeah. Boy. I Go ahead and jump. We're, pulling, we're going back into the archives here. Okay. So we start at one thirteen in the morning and the first place we're looking at is the fire tower that uh, Barbie and Ava have gone up into to try to Get a better look at what's going on here
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: and um well actually uh the, the first actually I'm sorry, even before that, the kinship is walking out the window like lemmings mm mm-hmm. but Disney's I'm-
2: not there to guide them oh, like man, they did in well, the movie
1: mm-hmm. I- <laughs> To guide the lemmings. yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Because lemmings if you know don't about do those, that naturally. If you know about that, uh, there was a little bit of a, a scandal with uh, a Disney movie about, you know, nature movie about lemmings. Here's lemmings walking off the cliff. No, yeah. they actually kind of directed them. Right. Disney Can pushed... you guys follow directions? They Come were on. pushed. <laughs> yes. They were...
2: <laughs> they were. They were actually pushed. So, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But this, they were actually kind of being led off the ledge because they didn't have... Uh, guidance from Christine,
1: right? That's that's not a very good backup plan. If you uh, no. lose, you know, you've got this master plan to take over this planet and take over these people. And if your um, if your leader, you know, gets stabbed and has some sort of accident and has to go back into the uh, the goop, it's not a good idea to have your minions just walking out the window. No,
2: not not a great idea. No, so.
1: They need to work on that backup plan.
2: If you're regenerating your minion, you lose minions. Oh. That, see, that's not mm, that's not a great plan.
1: <laughs> that's why that's why the doctor, when he regenerates, doesn't have minions. There you are. <laughs> that's
2: right.
1: And if you want to buy Doctor Who DVDs, you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome and click on the Amazon link. <laughs> you line. are Thank the you.
2: best salesman. You are better <laughs> than Big Jim. <laughs> Better than Big Jim.
1: You want to buy a car? No, don't, don't bother you can't with that. Don't do that Amazon doesn't do cars. Do, yes,
2: They don't, do they?
1: Not that I'm aware of.
2: No, okay. I'm buying an office chair there, which is surprising. But no. If you want to buy an office chair, <laughs> go to Amazon.com. Whatever. What is it thing?
1: GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash dome. Okay, good. Click on the link. All
2: Office um, chairs.
1: I, I thought Ava was really laying it on thick in terms of getting Barbie. We had heard Christine tell her in the uh, previous episode about how uh, she really needs Barbie to be, you know, the protector, the savior, that sort of thing. And so A- Ava is really, really laying that on thick. You're not one to stand around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to do something. For, you know, think of something to do. You know, oh, OK. She's, that's That was... That was a little obvious, you know. I guess it was mostly for the viewers, but yeah, right. Um, that seemed so a little much. So she's
2: trying to get a second in command. Now, why isn't she taking up that mantle?
1: I don't. That's a good question because she knows what's going on. She's certainly under the influence, right? And uh, she could certainly be. Uh, she could certainly be that backup. You but but maybe it's maybe it's Barbie. They need need him to be that. Mostly because they need to take his mind off of everything else.
2: Mm, okay,
1: that's something he can do. It's something he can a role He can easily fall into. Okay, and that's what I'm thinking is all is what is what's happening with all these folks. Whatever they can, whatever you know comes naturally to them. Barbie likes to be the protector. Maybe that's why he went into you know the military. Mm. Maybe he's come but out of the military his with natural that natural role. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: So. Eva gets him. Uh, you know, he he comes up. Oh, let's go to the uh, the fire tower to uh, get a better view of what's going on. And uh, yeah, Ava comes up there with him. Hides the key. Mm-hmm. Oh golly, we're stuck up here, buddy. You know, and um, uh, and getting a message. He's thinking we gotta save people. And I, you know, that again. And and see, that's the thing. That's part of that role they want him to play. He he needs to be the protector. And he's thinking about. Not just Chester's Mill, but he pe- even people outside the dome. He's trying to be that protector, so I guess maybe they're trying to rein that in just a bit. You know, no, just protect us. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But he still feels like he needs to try, and I think that's that was I think that was uh, good uh, in character writing for him because they've already established the fact that he's that he's the protector type, right? So you know, he's he's not just going to. You know, when he walked away at the end of all, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, you know, the slow walk away from the wall of fire seemed a little out of character to him. But anyway. Yeah. But what did you make of Ava, you know, trying? Okay, we've got she's she's trying to get him into this role. But at the same time, she's talking about, you know, the weight of all of this, you know, this uh, these responsibilities can all go away. You could be free like me, whatever that means. And join something greater, you know. Okay, mm. you're, it's like push, 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 push. Get into this role now. That's like, but but hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, it's like, oh, make up your mind. Yeah,
2: I I honestly don't get it with with Ava. Um, does she want him to be with her, or does she want him to lead, or does she want him to be part of the kinship? I mean, what is her ultimate goal with Barbie. Cuz she does have that thing where she keep where she was talking to Julia like we could have both had him. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a goal there of having him.
1: And she tried to have him in the fire tower too, right. you know. Right. Um, you know, what what is the what is that per- They that, that seems to be a really big uh uh theme here. Uh why what are they trying to do? What is that going to do as far as um, pushing him into that role or letting go of the other stuff—I'm I, I, not sure exactly—is it a matter of uh, making making this connection with uh, with the, the the alien overlords? You know, yeah, and, I don't and know. Really becoming concerned about. And the
2: they're little supposed little to what let go of their emotions? So yes. is she trying to get him to have emotions for her? I mean, I I don't understand that.
1: Yeah, not not entirely. So sure.
2: yeah, that thing is. It stymies me. (laughs) I mean, I think she doesn't quite know what she's doing. And I think uh, at some point, Christine's going to call her on it.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
2: I think she's supposed to be getting him into a leadership position. That's her role. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be leading him into this leadership position. Because he can do that without thinking.
1: But Christine was also really trying to get... Uh, Ava to, to, you know, get Barbie to sleep with her again. Uh, last yeah, but week, I he,
2: think- he loves Julia. Yes,
1: but Julia's not in the kinship. She's got to be taken right. care
2: of. So it's okay for him to sleep with Ava. But I think Ava wants him to feel something for him,
1: uh, for her. Okay. Does All that right. make
2: sense? I mean, yep. she's really pushing the I love you buttons.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I—I uh, was just wondering to what end. But yeah, maybe it's just so she wants him for herself, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah I think so.
1: Well, all of this wonderful action up in the—or not in action—up in the fire tower <laughs> will bring us to
4: the. And now, the Barbie of the week.
1: Corey Metcalf says it's sit this one out, Barbie. And topless Ava Apocalypse Edition, still sealed in the box. That can't be opened because the key is also in the box.
0: This has been the Barbie of the Week. I
1: love it. Corey, Corey I must say you were on fire this week. We'll get Big more of his, uh, of his later as well as everybody's. But, yes, Corey, that's, uh, that definitely won the Barbie of the Week.
2: Man, he throws them against the wall and they just all stick. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. So great. Well, concurrent with this at 1.13 in the morning, uh, over at the Sweetbriar, we have uh, Hunter, who is not really thrilled to be alive. We've got uh, Joe and Nori having uh, kidnapped him and stuck him there. Uh, he believes, though, that group survival comes first. And uh, he tries to, I guess, get somebody to come in and, and save him from these people who are trying to save him.
2: Right. By they yelling.
1: Stick him, stick him in the freezer.
2: But it's because he's still on the pain meds, right? Yes. Because we'll find that out later. But yeah, we'll is it, it the injection that he... Like the partial injection he was given by Ava?
1: Because she said... Did, did she get it to him at the in the time? Or did uh, Nori knock it out of her hands? Well, she
2: said this one is going to make make you not feel anything. Yes. And she yes. gave him a little tiny bit of
1: it. That's right. Okay. So
2: I think... It kind of made him not feel anything, but it wasn't completely given to him, so it was still kind of in his system. That's that's my take on it, at least. Alrighty,
1: and they do get to uh, watch the meteors coming down, the pink stars falling in lines. Uh, oh yeah. man, you know I, I I I I saw that and I was like, oh yes, we finally have it, and of course. You know, before I've, I've noticed, you know, pink stars rising in lines, you know, yeah. in the egg. They yeah, would go and up. we made
2: fun of that.
1: <laughs> pink stars in the planetarium, in right. in the barn. Right. You know, all, or, you know, even on the outside of the dome, pink stars rising. But we finally got, right. We finally got the falling pink stars.
2: And is this where they had the conversation about whether they had prophesied the end of the world?
1: Uh, I think that that's later? when they see the ejected later.
2: Oh, okay, yeah,
1: but yeah, oh, yeah, they finally they realize that this is this is finally it, yeah, yeah, and perhaps I would give the writers the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that uh that we d- that if this was the pink stars falling in lines, that we didn't want to that they shouldn't see that before this time, the pink stars should well. not be falling in lines. Any time prior to this, here's
2: here's my take on that. Is that they heard us saying, "Why were the pink stars rising in lines if they were saying falling?" And they went, "Well, now we got to make them fall." <laughs> <laughs> and so they they did this to appease us. <laughs> so it could have gone either way.
1: Thanks, guys. We do appreciate it.
2: <laughs> either way, we appreciate it.
1: <laughs> well, at one thirteen in the caves. Junior, all we get at this point is some of the lights are going out in the cave still. And Junior uh, says he will bring Sam back to, to Christine, who has just uh, come out of the, the new cocoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or did she come out there or did she come out near the end? Uh, no, she hadn't come out yet. He, no. had, he was just making the promise. Right. She had asked him to do that before she went into the cocoon, and he made the promise. So he makes this promise. He's going to head on out. Right. All right. Good old Junior. Reliable, manipulatable, great.
2: Yes, easily manipulatable.
1: And then, crazy uh, old junior. (laughs) He's classic. Yeah. And then on Bird Island at one thirteen in the morning, the pink stars are falling in lines again. They see that big Jim and Julia. Yeah. And um, still trying to find Indy. Haven't found (sighs) Indy yet. Here, boy, Indy. That's all you got. You got to put your gut into it.
4: Indy. He's a dog. He can hear us. I'm trying not to scare him away.
1: He's not a liberal. He
2: doesn't get scared at
4: everything. Andy! Andy!
1: Good, old, good old Big Jim with the political commentary there.
2: I loved that clip. <laughs> Big Jim is the awesomest this season. He's the
1: best. He's doing good. He's doing good. It was, I mean, I think and I'd heard people say this before that uh, Dean Norris, the, uh, the the actor, has had a really tough time the big Jim character has been kind of all over the all over the place. Yeah, but he still made a a, a good job of the of the, of playing it. You know, sure, as best he could with what he was given. This season, I think he's got a lot more to work with.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And so yes, his character has done some horrible things, but it's a TV show. Dean Norris is awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I mean, you just. You have to go with it, right, with whatever is written, yep. and he is doing amazingly with the stuff they're writing for him. I mean, I just it's it's like a roller coaster with him. he's great, <laughs> he is the one that's seeing things the way they should be seen this season, so
1: kind of the realist,
2: yeah, it's weird, but
1: yeah, yeah. And then Julia wants to contact the outside world and that starts up and we're gonna see that again at the very end. So mm-hmm. that, that kinda they we we set up the possibility of, of um uh, talking to people in the outside world. Maybe, maybe not.
2: Yeah, and that's a mirror with the other storyline too. With uh Julia and um Barbie both want to do that separately.
1: Yes. Separately together.
2: Mm-hmm. They're always on the same wavelength for some reason.
1: That is true. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. They're both trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind they of seem like to they do that. Meant, they were meant to be together.
2: That's right. Kind of. Kind of. They do that ah. every once in a while. Even when they're separate, they gravitate towards the same thing. So,
1: Very anyway. nice. All righty. Well, let's move on to 3.57 in the morning. Okay, it's about I guess 4 hours, not quite 4 hours later. And we get uh we get the episode name in the dialogue. Thank mm-hmm. you, Joe. Mr Mr Science at Thank this goodness, point. Thank goodness because yes.
2: I had no idea. I didn't bother to look it up though. So my bad. Yeah, you know, the
1: stuff that gets kicked up when the when the medias come down is now falling as well. So we've got kind of the yellow ejecta flying in lines.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is where, yes, um Nori's wondering: Were we prophesying the end of the world when that happened? When mm. we got, you know, under this, under the spell, under the dome. Yeah. But it, my question would be: Who were they? Who were they under the influence of? Because at that point, they were not under the influence of the goop. Right. The space goop. So yeah, I'm. I'm it'd be interesting to see if they ever give us an explanation of how. Those, um, how how that was all happening, how the communication was happening, prior to everybody getting into the cocoons.
2: Right. When when were they put in the cocoons?
1: Well, the, you know, the end of the second season. So, you know, but these but these they were under the they were having the seizures and whatnot. Right. Uh, right from the beginning, first episode.
2: Right. That's what and I'm was, saying. What's this timeline? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Of and everything. And, there's the, and yeah. And why the were kids. they. Yeah, right. only the kids. Was there some sort of force being exerted on the kids from the dome?
1: I guess the goop existed at the time because right. Ava and Christine were sucked into it right from, the, right from the when the dome came down.
2: Right. So, I mean, they, there was definitely something working with the kids. Because they had that hand thing, and they were drawn to the egg, and so there was something going on that pulled the kids to the egg. Mm-hmm. it was doing something to them, so I don't know what it wasn't the goop, obviously, but maybe some maybe sort that of little force. electrical
1: charge oh ah, the that, field the had. yeah, could be
2: yeah, it was sending out an electrical field or something, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, samurai. You know,
2: as we know, the brain is made up of electrical impulses. Yes, yes. And it could have been making their brain go haywire, and that was thus the seizures.
1: Or you know, maybe that was the first sign of communication. The you know, touching the dome with its uh, electrical field put this you know put that uh, behavior in their head. Mm. You know, for when things happen. Okay. Uh, maybe that's that had something to do with that. Okay. Mm.
2: That works. I'm I'm good with that.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank
2: you. <laughs> hand wave, hand wave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Sam shows up. He's not a part of the kinship. And, uh, the, you know, Joe and Nori are very happy to find that out. Mm-hmm. And Hunter seems to be out of it now. Right. Now, at the time, I thought that it was the pain uh, of the, you know, his, of his injury that was doing it. Um. And, you know, so, so I, we find out a little later it's more emotion. But I thought maybe at this point, it, I think that's maybe what they were trying to get us to think. Right. That maybe the pain did it and maybe the pain of Sam losing um, Abby. And, you know, if you try to think about it, it's like, well, what kind of pain did Nori go through or Joe? You know, but it's 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 you yeah, we find out a little later. I guess I guess these are all different kinds of emotional pain. Right. Uh, as opposed to Hunter's physical pain. But anyway.
2: Yeah, well, emotions—just emotions. Just emotions. Yeah, he was yeah. uh, pain is an emotion, I guess. Yeah, he's angry.
1: That yeah, that particular the, the emotional pain versus the uh, versus the physical pain, right. and as it turns out, we'll, we'll find out a little later. I'm I'm looking ahead here, but at, at some point, yeah, uh, Hunter uh, does mention that it's not necessarily the pain itself, but it's his fear of. Um, uh, I forget what the situation he was in, but he was in. Some, he was. In, it reminded him of something in his past that he was fearful of. Right. So, but yeah, like you said, emotion. If if it's just emotion, there's a lot of different people feeling emotion. That yeah, you know, like you said, oh, not going to hold a wall. Right. Where it doesn't seem to be, and maybe that was. You know, there was a time when they did have to kind of bring Barbie back into the kinship,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and. Maybe that emotion was actually bringing him out, but they've got him kind of, you know, pulled back in again.
2: Right. They have to keep him away from Julia.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, a definite,
2: yeah, yeah. and away That's, from Big Jim. Well, there you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are both hot spots for him. <laughs> different, Push at the different times of hot spots, <laughs> but yeah.
1: So Sam defends. I, I, you know, I said here that Sam defends the outcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh we we don't know what actually what happened sun comes up at some point. Um and Hunter I guess he got the pain pills. He did get they did come up with pain pills for him at that point and then yet he now he's back in the kinship so Nori gives him a nice uh, whack to the head.
2: Right. Well, they didn't know that that's what it was.
1: Yeah, not at that point.
2: Right. They just saw that he was out of it maybe because he was out of the area for so long. I mean, I wouldn't know what caused him to come out of it. I would think, Hey, you're with us for six or seven hours, you're away from them. Maybe that did it. You
1: know? Or maybe he's faking it. Yeah, I was that that wasn't yeah, uh, that was a my possibility. Head maybe he's faking the whole idea, yeah, I'm out of it now. To get pain uh, meds.
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: Or or to at least get them to trust him. Mm-hmm. So that he could then go and try to expose them again. Right.
2: All right. I like that Nori hit him. That was kind of cool. But...
1: She's getting to be the, you know, she's getting physical here. Let me tell you right now.
2: Yeah, well, she got physical with them already.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh... This wasn't the
2: first time. There you go. This was just a different time.
1: Now, we we did, we kind of back <laughs> up a little Sorry, bit. Sorry, I was late with that. <laughs> okay. We do a we do a little backup because um, we see Sam before he got to the diner. He's walking through the grounds, the kinship on the, in front of the, um, the town hall there. Uh, and then he, we see him as he's coming out to help out, you know, because somebody's coming to the diner. And Junior uh, is looking for him. And the whole kinship, oh, man. I mean, yeah, I, I'm liking the creepy factor here. The, oh. whole, you know, the whole group just... Vroom, it is
2: kind way. of Stephen Kingy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. With the pointing.
1: Yes, indeed. And so he there. takes you know Sam to Christine on the, on the uh, assumption that oh she needs to talk to you or, I forget what the, uh, the fake reason was. But, no, uh,
2: she's hurt. She needs your help.
1: Yes, that's your, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well, and, and he's we a know doctor, why. Yeah. and we know why. Thank you.
2: Yeah, but he made it sound like you know, he didn't know that it was Sam. So, and although, see,
1: that's why. That's why you know. Oh, she's hurt. You need to come help her. He knows why. He's faking it there, and that's why. Yeah, the thing with Hunter had me thinking, thinking that, that he, he was yeah. right,
2: faking him out. But why would Sam go? Because if he did help and got her well, she would confess that he yeah. did it.
1: Why would thought, he go? Yeah. What was his end game? That right. is true. I mean, maybe he because if have she come woke up,
2: with, up yeah. she would immediately finger him, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't know, I don't think, that she was... I mean, I, I can see him going in and doing something. I'm trying to help, trying to help, when he kills her. And then her, sabotage you know? it? Yeah. I guess. I don't think he had any idea that she had been, you know, engoupulated and... Well, sure. Was, was regenerated. He didn't know that at all. Yeah.
2: But I still, I wouldn't go anywhere near her. I would say, after I look at these people here... Some of these people might need help. I'll Mm -hmm. come with you. You know, I know it wouldn't have worked, but, you know. Worth a try. Yeah. I might have uh, done my little uh, Flintstone feet thing. (laughs) And run, you know. Exactly. I'm off. Not going to happen.
1: Well, on Bird Island, uh, Jim and uh, Julie are watching the... Well, Jim's watching the ejecta, the uh, the fireworks outside, and Julie is still not getting any signal there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, I, I liked that they brought Lyle's, you know, prophecies back about the end of the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they mentioned some of those things uh, because we're going to see them again later on. Yep. Wall of fire and all that stuff. Yep. So the question now... Here is where did Lyle get his information. Right. Now, we you know, if if we go with the whole the kids were had touched the dome and so they got, you know, their brains scrambled a little bit and were able, you know, the aliens were able to get them to say things that they needed to. Maybe I, I was trying to think what had Lyle ever done and Lyle had gone through when he'd come through the red door. I think he's You know, we see the kind of the little smoke monster thing back in the day when you you, when you're going through that before you show up in the uh, in the lake. And I wonder if perhaps did he see that he got it there? Yeah,
2: maybe because we never saw what he saw. Is it the only one that we didn't see what he saw, or him and Sam?
1: Yeah, I think we just saw Barbie.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: And and Julie's talking about extinction events here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinosaurs were the fifth; we're going to be the sixth. And Jim, we ain't gonna go the way of the dodo
2: anytime soon. This ain't my dodo. <laughs> I had to do it once just for Stephanie. That's for she Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this ain't my dodo. <laughs> And and Jim finds an actian arms cache, and I think it's at this. I don't know if it's at this point, but I think it's at this point he's ready to uh, jump in with both feet. And you know, when he says, you know, since the dome came down, that was the only outcome there was ever going to be. And he, you know, their death. He didn't think that that they were ever going to live through that. (laughs) And I think with seeing this arms cache, he's like, ah you know now we we can go down fighting rather than just you know getting All shot in the middle of the woods and done he
2: wants to go and just kill everyone it's, yeah he that's really what has he's a implying, thing about that
1: right he's got a thing about yeah. that
2: now i don't know if you know anything about this but it made me think about um my game gaming and there is a uh i guess it's infamous a gamer whose name is levery jenkins Leroy Jenkins. Yes, and it made me think of that because he just barreled into a room and uh, aggroed every single whelp in the room. Uh,
1: Everybody was planning and scheming. Yes, they were planning. Yes, you
2: do this, and he just barreled in and he wiped the raid. And he said, "Leroy Jenkins," as he was. was
1: as he was barreling in there, yes, indeed.
2: And it reminded me of that, so. <laughs> Big Jim!
1: <laughs> is getting armed, yes, indeedy. That's right. So what do you think? that they, You know, um, I forget who said it, but the dome is here to protect, just not here to protect us.
2: It's there to protect whatever the aliens are making them into, I think. Yeah, and the I... aliens want to repopulate the Earth with that, with them.
1: So yeah, so I yeah, that's that this has been a uh, you know, that has been kind of the theme of the first two seasons about people believing certain things about the dome, the dome is doing this, the dome is doing that and you know, where did they get those ideas from? I think some of that may have just been what they were prone to suggest anyway, you know, maybe right. that you know just goes along with their personalities that sort of thing. Um faith in the dome and you know that sort of thing versus uh, skepticism of it and fear of it and all that sure but you know so uh, so we finally you know this is kind of the the realization of okay never mind all of that whatever we said in the past that's not what the dome's here for. The dome is here to protect something but it's probably not us right
2: since some of us are getting hurt. Most of us are getting hurt. <laughs> it doesn't seem to have our best interests at heart. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, people are dying left and right here.
2: Right, and they're seeing outside, and they're seeing what's happening outside, and it looks like the Earth is being remade, at least, you know, the first stage. At least the destroyed
1: of part of being remade, yes.
2: right. <laughs> Exactly.
1: It's kind of like the demolition section of uh, extreme makeover <laughs> That's planet right. edition. That's Earth edition.
2: Terran edition.
1: That's right. We're going to we're going to tear apart this planet and build it up again for these <laughs> lovely uh this lovely alien species. That's right. All righty, let's move on to right. 7:15 in the morning. All righty. At the diner, we've got I get the lemmings again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I called them drones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fear goop. of the walking dead. <laughs> goop. I need goop. So They then were hunters, at the
2: diner, but they were walking right past it. So they really... Yeah, well, we'll you know... see.
1: Now they had Hunter under control. Right. Thank goodness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, this is where Nori figures out it's the emotion, not necessarily the pain. Ah, uh, when the feelings surface, so does the humanity. I liked that line, mm-hmm. but like you said it's it's been kind of uneven in terms of the that the application of that right maybe that maybe uh Barbie was getting pulled back when he was overly emotional when he was fighting Peter. junior has been nothing but emotional right um especially uh, as it relates to anybody who doesn't do what he wants them to do,
2: right, however. He's been under direct control of Christine. So he could be being manipulated by Christine. I mean, there's, it looks like it's just however they want to do it. Like, is Christine doing something directly to him to control Mm, him? Yeah. So, yeah. But he is definitely emotional. It's just emotional. Um, uh, where Christine is is uh, he's doing what Christine wants him to do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she needs him to have emotions, so she is giving those to him. I don't know.
1: Well, now the discussion down in the caves at this time is is clearly the aliens who are taking over talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's it is in, as far as Junior goes. While he's bringing Sam down, Sam's just kind of like. You know, uh, yeah, right, whatever. But you know, we can't see the sun. Just this is just like it was before. The great destruction is happening all over again. Um, th- this is happening like it did on our home world. Okay, so here, here's here's a question that I have. Do this? These sound like alien memories. These is this yes. has happened before. It's happening again. A um, couple of things. Number one, did they have a dome? On the on the alien homeworld, you know that they, you know what's, or did they did they know whatever happened in their homeworld was also going to happen on Earth, so they came to Earth and took over people there, but the destruction's happening again. I, I did they bring it with them? There's just so many questions.
2: Well, again, I have a theory.
1: <laughs> you have a theory. Well, here here I had a I had a theory that when when they started talking about it this way. That the aliens are okay. We've we've seen the fact that their blood, you know, you, they can kind of see that they're um they use the blood to t- to test for maybe the presence of this alien influence. Mm-hmm. And you, when they look in the reflective, you know, uh, car windows or mirrors something like that, you see kind of a a granular type, you know, right. person looking back at you. I'm wondering if. Maybe these aliens were like single-celled um, organisms. Okay. And they're taking over these people, little you know, one by one, or or it, it converts each of their cells into one of the alien organisms and whatnot. But but as the body of the the original person, da 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 da. What you know? And so it's like all of them speaking at once. In in in, in terms of Junior, it's all of the alien organisms in him kind of speaking through him.
2: Sure. Could be. I mean, Mm -hmm. he definitely has an alien influence in him, whether it's Christine guiding that voice or um, partial conversion of him. Um, It's definitely an alien memory.
1: But and, the thing, the one thing he says that, that kind of shoots my whole theory down is he says our purpose is to save the queen. Right. As as though that is Christine. So so Christine is a single entity. And maybe they all are single entities too. Well, maybe it's but not.
2: They could be ants.
1: Ah, and she's and, the queen. And the queen just happens to be in Christine.
2: Right. So ah. I mean the queen could be huge compared to all the ants.
1: Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying.
2: All right. So the ants could be definitely tiny, tiny beings. You're
1: you're salvaging my uh, my theory here. Thank no, you.
2: I do. I, but Christine, remember, Christine is a human, and the whatever the being is is inside her. So it definitely does not have the same form as Christine. Hmm. But it could definitely. Be one entity inside Christine and many entities inside the other people. Um, I don't think there's anything warring inside Christine. I think there's only one entity inside. No, Christine. I.
1: It, she is really yeah taken over completely. Right. Yeah. She, yeah, there's
2: only one. Um, so it could be a very large. I'm not saying in size, mm-hmm. but a large being in uh, like. Uh, mind-wise yes. Mm -hmm. um, inside her. Now, one of my things is they're talking about yes, it's just like it happened on our home world. Uh, You can't see the sun like it was before. Now, they saw this on their home world just like this. They can do things on the dome and I'm wondering if this is not just an illusion being projected on the dome.
1: Ah.
2: I'm just, I'm wondering.
1: That they've they've turned it white and turned it black.
2: Right. Now, is this Ah. just a projection to make them lose hope?
1: Interesting, Interesting. I hadn't thought about that.
2: And, you know, anything could cause that. And they could make people show up at the dome and try to get in and that made Barbie lose hope seeing the people and just deciding I can't let them in.
3: I like They that. could do
2: all that stuff to the dome and yeah, they really. had those memories.
1: So yeah, so this is all just a just a big the dome is just really a big IMAX screen.
2: Right. They're projecting mm. what happened on their planet onto the dome.
1: I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Oh, so I like that. that I like is,
2: that. It's something I thought about because it's definitely something they could do. They've done all kinds of stuff on the outside of that dome. And I'm wondering okay. if that was something that Christine or the entities have done to the dome and in order perhaps, to make them lose
1: hope. Orig- perhaps originally, the dome was transparent. But at the end of I believe it was the first season, you know it turned white, then it turned black. Um, well, actually no, they've actually been able to see it uh, transparent in the second season, and especially when they got out and went back in. But yeah, but the fact that they can even do that
2: yeah, it yes, could have just means that they can... done it the last couple of days.
1: Yeah I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, they can do whatever they want on it. We've seen that over and over again. So:
1: the pink stars were rising in lines on the dome. That's right. True. They've yeah. done all
2: kinds of things on it.: All
1: righty. I like that. All right. I, it's just just theory. I mean,
2: I was wrong about Hunter <laughs> being able to walk, so <laughs> I could be wrong here, too. I'm, it's just something I was thinking about that, you know, it may not actually be the end of the world outside the dome. It may just be them forcing people to lose hope and mm-hmm. and you know cause them to say oh well we're stuck in here i and guess we better just kinship. go along yep yeah so
1: and then junior thought. beats up sam so and then you know the <laughs> the the ever uh, apocalyptic hand coming out of the yeah of the exactly all right sam i'm after you now so that's where we leave him like yep. a guy yep uh, and back on bird island jim mentioned some regrets Some, Especially with Junior. I shouldn't have been Uh, so easy with him. Yeah. Man alive. (laughs) This is my Junior. Come on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I thought Julia made some salient points. You even named him after yourself.
1: Yes. She says. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you wanted him to be just like you. And, you know, the fact that he's mad that he didn't turn out to be just like him, that very, very telling, I thought.
1: Although one could say that, that he in he some respects, did. yeah, he it worked. Yeah. Wow.
2: Psychopath.
1: It's just like you don't want to look in the mirror. You don't like right. what you see in the mirror.
2: Right. He did. He just doesn't want to see that he did.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. Let's move on to the final timestamp stamp at 822 in the morning.
2: Yep. Now comes the real bad part.
1: Yeah, this was this was rough.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, you look at it and you can see where Barbie is. He is just it's just tearing him up. Yeah. But but he wants to help. And, and there's Ava right behind him and discouraging him mm-hmm. again. This is back to the old pulling him away. Make him the protector. No, 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 not of them. You know yeah yeah, don't
2: pull people in, they'll take our resources, and
1: yeah I, I think that's I think that is too pragmatic for a protector Barbie, right, a protector Barbie wants to protect doesn't mm-hmm. matter who
2: right, um, but she just wants them to protect the people inside the dome, mhm, don't bring anyone from outside the dome
1: join us, yeah. save us, join and,
2: us, join us, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wants him to to join the chant, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. And he he, you know, we see the that wall of flame coming in, and mm-hmm. he has to turn around, and you know, he gets his slow walk. He does. And we'll have some some feedback about that later. I think he did a good job with that. Yeah. Uh, not that he wanted to, but he did a good job.
2: Well, there's no chance of it engulfing him.
1: That's true. You know, that's true. So he, he knows it's not going. It's not like a guy who's just blown up a a truck or something and he's walking away from that. Right. And it, you know, could be debris night and yeah, he's just going to walk away to That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Barbie isn't such the uh he's such really a, a uh, action hero anymore.
2: Banff. <laughs> he's not really a bamf. Um Yeah, and he tore off his dog tags.
1: Yes. And and I, I guess that's a step towards the kinship. Severing Again.
2: his ties with Julia.
1: To Julia and the past in general. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Save us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's it's uh, you know, just stay within the dome. Don't think about anything else. This just is all us. that matters. Yeah. Yep. So that's definitely, you know, hey. Stay with the kinship, only the kinship. There's no one else.
1: Well, back on Bird Island, um, Indy does return. Yay! You were happy. I'm sure you were happy about that. Yes,
2: very happy.
1: And uh, the Wall of Flame shows up, but we we saw you know that Barbie saw earlier, and this is where Big Jim realizes that. Oh, this is what Lyle was saying. You know, Mm -hmm. all this time. And uh, now we got to maybe think about what he was, what other things he was saying.
2: Yeah. I love how he says, I shouldn't have pulled him out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Julia, now I'm surprised that they wrote this line for Julia. You and me were the last living humans on Earth. And then she giggles uncontrollably. Well, well, the thing is, they're not. She knows. No, I know. I think she's
2: speculating.
1: Well, either that, or she doesn't consider the kinship human anymore.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. I think that might be it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I wrote in my notes, "What an odd Adam and Eve yeah. get going here." Oh man.
2: And she's thinking, "I wouldn't, even if you were the last man on earth." Yeah. <laughs> and she's thinking, "How did I get in this position?"
1: <laughs> well, and at least that they don't have to be the last two right because we do get Joe Nori and Hunter showing up.
2: Yay. And she looks at Hunter. <laughs> oh,
1: please. <laughs> now, here's here was my question. People have been getting on and off Bird Island really easily. Yeah. I mean, man, a lot and quickly. Uh-huh. Um I was, you know, think, a raft. How how well, you know, we saw Big Jim take that one boat. Wait, with, are with they the off
2: Bird Island now?
1: No, they're on it. They're they were still it. inside okay. the um, the Acteon headquarters okay. there, that, you know, in, in the one guy's house. And, you know, the I believe the communication equipment that kicked in right. just at the end there was Acteon, Right. But, you know, so these people have been getting on and off pretty easily. Yeah, Hunter H- would have been Hunter. very difficult yeah. to get into anything. Hmm. But there must be so many boats that, you know, are lining up here, you know. Pleasure yacht. Big Jim went on there. Well, that the boat's still on Bird Island. You know, uh Barbie got there, he got back. Um yeah. these folks are getting oh man alive.
2: There's a boat somewhere.
1: There's a, there's it's gotta be, or you know, there's a ferry that's on autopilot. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Hand wave, hand wave.
1: <laughs> but we get our r- our resistance. You yep. know, there's here's the resistance, capital T, capital R. That's Here right. They are, the the resistance.
2: Gang. And Sam if he gets free because he's not part of the kinship.
1: That's true. If Boy, it's gonna be that's going to be a, a tough one to get out of right yes. it is
2: and then incoming communication, and that kind of solidifies my thinking yeah. that there's something hinky going on with the the uh, events outside the dome
1: well, and I one of the things I was wondering is if what has happened was just localized. Because, yeah, it, it, and, yeah, I'm thinking about all of my uh, theories, and it just really don't make sense, do they? Right, because Is when it? you
2: lo- when he looked out and he showed Julia, it was barren for miles and miles. And communication would have to come from somewhere within that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thinking that's an illusion. But again, I have to shrug and say, eh, my theory might be wrong. hmm I don't know.
1: The writers can go any way they want and but I like that idea. I like that idea. Okay. Uh, I was thinking maybe if it was localized around Chester's Mill, th- see then that would make sense because the egg was part of some other uh some other uh meteorite. Would this meteor shower be just from the egg itself, you know, why would it be localized to wherever the egg happened to be at the time? Right. You know? Unless the egg is pulling these things out of the sky. Uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I like the idea that this is... And I, and I think that would be a great twist that this has all been on a big IMAX screen.
2: Right. And it's just to make the people inside lose hope.
1: You heard it here first, folks.
2: If it's true, I called it. We'll just say that. So... Did we have any obits this week?
1: Well, now that I've heard your theory, I, I you know I had written down everyone outside the dome. Is that the obituary? Question mark. Yeah, but yeah. now that you're talking about that, this might just well, all be. Well, we'll uh, just
2: put a question mark there.
1: Yeah. So maybe we may have, we may have to retract this next week.
2: <laughs> but maybe, who knows? Right? Yeah. We'll say maybe. No one on Bird Island, no one in Chester's Mill as far as we know, maybe the lemmings.
1: Yeah, the first couple of lemmings might have, but we don't we didn't we uh, don't know. They didn't actually absolutely uh, establish that. Right.
2: And Christine hasn't died and Sam hasn't died. So Amazingly. Yeah, no deaths. So no. Nothing that we know for sure. Right?
1: That's right. Okay. And then well. I put
2: in the foreshadowing. Hunter's still in the chair in two weeks. My bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and spec on, on what's happening outside the dome, which we've already talked about. So we will move on to news. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the ratings um, from our Canadian correspondent Lawrence Griffin.
1: Thank you, Lawrence.
2: Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, the episode Alaska made the list of the thirty most watched shows, finishing eighth with 1.2 million viewers, with a slight drop in viewership from the previous episode Kinship, which was viewed by 1.4 million viewers.
1: The eighth be- the eighth highest uh, most watched show. That's in Canada. That's 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 pretty good. That's I big. Like that. yeah. yeah.
2: And here. Down south in America, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the below Canada area, Um, TV by the Numbers, these are the final ratings for last Thursday. Um, At 10 p.m., we had another dateline that went from 9 to 11. I don't know how long they're going to be doing this.
1: And it Um, was a repeat, no less.
2: Yes, it was a repeat. uh, But uh, it tied in the share with Under the Dome, with a one share uh, and a four in the demo, um it got a 5.65 million it got 5.65 million viewers <laughs> and under the dome got 4.68 million viewers uh Ricky Blue came in last with a point seven and 3 in the demo and 3.66 million viewers so, so still
1: respectable given it's yeah, um uh, tied for first mhm
2: so no biggie um you, I liked this that you put these end of the world headlines in here. Well,
1: this there's a running gag, and one of these will it, it, it exemplifies it uh, specifically. But the the thought there's been a, a kind of a joke for years about if the world were ending, what various magazines and uh, TV networks and newspapers and I figured you know we're the Chester's Mill Gazette, so we kind of fit. <laughs> what their top headline would be. To announce the end of the world. So here we go. It got a few here. There's I love a couple this. of little chuckles here. CNN would say, World to end today, but first our featured story. <laughs> and it would probably be an airline going down. Yes.
2: I was just <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> they love their airlines going down.
1: Uh the Fox News channel, World to End, is Obama now vulnerable. Yes. <laughs>
2: Benghazi, Benghazi.
1: (laughs) MSNBC, world to end. Unnamed sources indicate origins in the Bush administration. (laughs) There you are. The Wall Street Journal's headline would be, world coming to an end, markets to close early. (laughs) Nice. People magazine would ask, the end of the world, how are Chloe and Kim taking the news? (laughs) And Kanye. And Kanye. Definitely Kanye. The Washington Post would say that Congress votes along party lines on resolution condemning the end of the world. I don't say which party which voted which way. but votes anyway, Votes
2: never coming in.
1: <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles Times, end of the world, a Republican plot. <laughs> and this is the classic, the New York Times, world to end, women and minorities, hardest hit. That's, that's just the, uh, the stereotypical one there. That's a classic line. Yeah. USA Today... We're dead.
2: All caps.
1: <laughs>
2: I like the all caps.
1: Uh, National Enquirer, OJ and Nicole together again. <laughs> and finally re- reunited. Yes. Sure. In the Microsoft Systems Journal, the headline would be Apple loses market share. <laughs> they, they, you know, everybody's got their little twist on the, on the headlines here. <laughs> That's right. On the Rolling Stone, the big headline would be the Grateful Dead reunion tour. And you
2: know what? That would be the plus.
1: There you go. <laughs> and now the Disco- Discover magazine is, very, is often very cerebral and very, you know, cosmos uh, eccentric. here. How would the extinction of all life as we know it affect the way we view the cosmos?
2: <laughs> you
1: wouldn't care, frankly.
2: No, and you wouldn't be able to view it. <laughs> as far as I know. Not really. No.
1: Ladies Home Journal. <clears throat> Lose 10 pounds by Judgment Day with our new Armageddon diet. Quote, unquote, Armageddon yeah, yeah, Armaged- diet. Yeah, that's right. Not South Beach. No, no, no. No. America Online. If you tried to sign on to America Online, system temporarily down. Try calling back in 15 minutes. I like that because it's calling back, as in all these AOL folks are still dial-up.
2: Right. <laughs> there are and- still people on dial-up.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. And finally, Ink Magazine would give you 10 ways you can profit from the apocalypse. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Very nice.
1: All right. So, end of the world headlines. There you are. <laughs> That's a kind of a cumulative ba-doom-tish for the I, whole thing.
2: I bow and scrape.
1: Okay. <laughs> I love that. All righty. Wow. We got some good stuff.
2: We go to feedback.
1: Oh. I, I, you people are doing a great job. Let me tell you right now.
2: We love our readers,
1: and especially you, Barbie of the Week contestants. It, it's just it's it's great. I know. We gave it the um, the actual one, the the one that we went with uh, from Corey Metcalf, but Chris Strobel came up with the. We gave him the runner-up.
2: Definitely, because he put a lot of thought into this one, and it was very Star Warsy.
1: Very Star Warsy. He came up with most Isley Barbie. Comes with Speed Pass for his descent into Villainy. Wretched Hive and Land Speeder not included. <laughs> the wretched I like Hive it. of Villainy, yes.
2: I like it. I had a Land Speeder. Did you? Yeah, I had all the toys. Oh. I had a Millennium Falcon, Land Speeder, all the figures, everything. <laughs> I even had the twelve inch figures. I was such a geek. <laughs> I still am, but.
1: Well, you are. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
2: let me read. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm going to read yours. Uh, (laughs) You had Extinction Event Barbie comes with disappearing key and concern for his fellow man, which went away quickly.
1: Apparently, yes.
2: And Action Hero Barbie finally gets his opportunity to slow walk away from an explosion, comes with slow mo video camera. I like that one too. A GoPro, a GoPro, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mounted on his helmet. <laughs> and I had uh, no Fs given, Barbie. Walks away with substitute girlfriend. Easy tearaway dog tags included. Not intended for three and under.
1: <laughs> the small parts come off. Right, you know? exactly.
2: <laughs> Can't have kids with that one.
1: All right, let's, let's uh, look at some of these others here. We had Kendra Campbell who called unseducible Barbie comes with a pile of clothing, <laughs> and missing keys. Half-naked female doll not included. Thank goodness. <laughs> they gotta gig and put something on her. Golly,
2: I know, right? A poncho. Uh, Bonita Butler. Extinction event. Barbie turns 180 degrees every couple hours. <laughs> Stripping anthropologist doll sold separately. I think that's a theme. Yes. <laughs> His half-naked girlfriend sold separately.
1: We certainly did uh, a lot of... Uh, you know, th- that That fire tower scene certainly inspired a lot of these.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Uh, just like Troy Heinrich's disgruntled Barbie. Can't save the world? Find his keys or get satisfaction from his <laughs> girlfriend.
2: <laughs> Corey, with a couple more. Call to action, Barbie. Secondhand and well used. <laughs> the cover for the 9-volt battery is also missing, so he can't be moved around <laughs> too much.
1: <laughs> and Corey's other one was... Still no action hero Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Finally walks in slow motion away from the explosion, but somehow continues to do it wrong. Yep. Definitely. Maybe that's because he knew he'd never get hit by anything. Right.
2: It's not going to hit him. (laughs) That's not really a risk.
1: Not when you're in the dome.
2: Barbie. Um, Meryl Yorish, who is a friend of Doug's. Hi, Meryl. Hey, Meryl. Wrote, impotent Barbie works on several levels at once.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay>. Definitely true. <laughs> Ken Trick Mario said, clueless Barbie comes with keys, radio, and willing to do anything Ava. <laughs> <laughs> Sex drive sold separately.
2: I like that you lowered your voice to do that. <laughs> Sex drive sold separately. <laughs> and Earl Gately Wrote, save your complex Barbie comes with inability to save those outside the dome. Acceptance of the kinship sold separately.
1: Oh, is that like a like a certificate or something? I don't know.
2: Maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Just sign it and you're part of the kinship. That's right, kids.
2: You can be part of this. <laughs> Just sign really here. Influence. That's right. And wait, there's more. <laughs> And uh, we did have an audio from Barb from last week, but we didn't get it in time. So I thought we would play it this week. So here comes Barb from last week. Now remember, this is about Caged.
4: Hello, Karen and Doug. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist, calling in this week from a cage of all places, under the dome. I'll give this epi four cans of Vienna sausages. Look, I know you're shocked, but I finally found my recorder, and I'm able to send you this via audio instead of my usual written reports. This is one wacko town, and what I've seen this week will have an impact on several of our newspaper sections. So here we go. I need to ask the arts and entertainment editor if there is some competitive event coming up on the calendar. The town's folks seem to be practicing for an all-whistling choreographed marching act but they only seem to know one tune. Very weird. That hardware ad in the paper needs to be retracted. Our resident axe murderer, Sam, tried to knock off the Queen alien with a mare knife, and he didn't succeed. Clearly, the hardware store no longer has the axes in stock that they're advertising. Our police beat reporter better talk to his undercover police informant. Apparently, one of the citizens is siphoning off the drug supply and has become the new town supplier. This could be big news since we thought that the drug ring had been busted two weeks ago. Now, we also have a writer working on the dog trainer human interest story, but I've witnessed firsthand that the doggy training sessions don't work. Dog graduate school or dog school graduate Indy growled at the resident alien but he seems to be loving up to big jim one of the biggest town murderers we've seen (laughs) clearly indy failed the recognizing criminal elements part of training you got to kill that story remind the obituary writer that dr frankenstein bit the dome um, i mean bit the dust this week he had a dome-like cut on his neck last i saw We won't need much space for his obit. He wasn't particularly well liked from what I can see. He had some voyeurism tendencies that were a bit disturbing. Mm. There is one strange thing that I'm pursuing. I heard that the big dome and the mini dome came down when Christine touched the egg three weeks ago. But how did that egg stay hidden in plain sight for 20 years after Melanie touched it? That makes no sense. These woods aren't that large. As usual, Nothing makes sense here. That's it for this week. This is Barb signing out, and ouch, I need a Band-Aid. I just cut my finger on that Vienna sausage can top.
2: (laughs) It was well worth playing, I thought.
1: I like it. I like it. Thanks, Barb. I'm glad you found your recorder. It was wonderful. Yeah,
2: definitely. We also have a report from Justina. It is amazing, so let me play that now. This is Justina for the Chester's Mill Gazette.
0: Wow, the pink stars are falling. Oh my god, the pink stars are falling. They're really falling. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Big Jim, Julia, I think the apocalypse is coming. Can you give us a statement? Well,
4: when I fished my chumley on the lake, and um, sidebars never do that again. <laughs> He started talking about the end of days and how the world would be on fire and
3: some, you know, wall of flame thousand feet high. Like a lot of things. He got the apocalypse wrong, too. The sixth
2: extinction. What? Dinosaurs We're the fifth extinction. Big old asteroid came. Bye-bye, Triceratops. Bye-bye, Brontosaurus. We humans will be the sixth. Maybe a dangerous species,
0: but we're not going go the way of the dodo anytime soon. That was a Chester's Mill Gazette exclusive. We're not going the way of the dodo anytime soon. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to hang around here and help the Scooby Gang stir up some emotions under this dome and see if we can get some people back into their right minds. My theory on the communication coming through? I think. That the only people that still exist are also under domes. I think Chester's Mill is not the only town under a dome. And that's what's happening this week under the dome.
1: <laughs> I like that theory. I think, though, that when we... Because I was thinking the same thing. Maybe there's you know a whole bunch of other domes it seemed like the world was really concentrated on this one when we did get a peek outside. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So I don't think there are more domes. I think we would have, um, it wouldn't have been such a big deal about Chester's Mill specifically. Uh, But I I, I still, it could still very well be the case. I would like to see, that would would be very interesting. It would be. uh, It would be interesting. to, To see, you know, kind of a little bit of, the world, and there's all these domes everywhere.
2: Now, remember, it's only been three weeks, so they may have popped up after that. After. Okay, yeah. But who knows? I mean, so many things it could be. But I did love her interview with Big Jim and Julia. It was good. It was eye opening, yes. It was. <laughs> Just good Lyle. awesome. <laughs> so, we also have. Typey typed feedback from Barb and Emily. Who do you want to read?
1: Well, why don't you read Barb? Apparently, she lost her recording device. She did between this week. last week and this week.
2: She did. Uh, so here's Barb. Hello, Karen and Doug. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist, with feedback for this week's Under the Dome episode, Ejecta. I give this episode five. Finally, pink stars falling in lines. <laughs> I'll admit that the pink meteors were well done. Of course, the meteors had no speaking parts. I'm quoting exactly what she put. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you haven't been consumed by the wall of flames and actually get this message. This may be it for all of us since the flames should have consumed whatever oxygen was still getting through the dome. Oh. Hmm. that. that might also support my theory where is dr science when you need her oh please no no rebecca no 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 at least someone on the outside is alive since we saw the incoming transmission my guess is that it was someone in lawrence kansas since they know how to survive the day after is anybody there now who remembers that maybe the day after that's me By the way, Karen. This is not the day after tomorrow.
1: This is the day after.
2: No, the day after. There was a movie on TV about a nuclear...
1: Nuclear, yeah, nuclear bomb going off. called
2: The Day After. Um, Sorry, but if having, quote-unquote, emotions brings back humans from the brink of, quote-unquote, alienism, then why didn't Barbie snap out of it when he slammed the wall next to Julia's head or when he killed Pete? I'm not buying it. The scenes between Big Jim and Julia were amusing at times, and Julia remembered that she had a husband. Ooh. The best part was that Indy came home. Good boy. Barb, yes, thumbs up. Okay, short feedback for this week. This is Barb signing out. I need to find a safe place to watch the emotions duel between the aliens and our dysfunctional saviors.
1: Thanks, Barb. Well, that makes me feel really good about their chances. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Between the aliens and our dysfunctional saviors. (laughs) Yeah. There you are. Which
2: one? Which one of these?
1: <laughs> yeah, we, that's true. <laughs> the aliens are dysfunctional saviors as well. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, Emily wrote into to us and Hi, she Emily. said, Yes, great to hear from you. Hey, Karen and Doug. Hey, Emily. Hey, Emily. So I was on a walk around the mill and found what I can only imagine is an unauthorized publication of some rogue newspaper. Thanks for letting us know. Emily.
2: Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Only this one page was legible, so I've transcribed it for you what I can make out of it. Uh, lost and found. Lost dog. Old, tarnished-looking thing. Responds to indie and other guttural, manly sounds. You're my Reward dog. One bo- <laughs> Reward one bottle of whiskey. I haven't read through this yet. So <laughs> it's hilarious. This is good. Found. Dog tags. Near dome perimeter. Name rhymes with male Far- Farbara. <laughs> See kinship for details. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. And then there's horoscopes. Gemini, turn your indecisiveness on its head by letting someone else make the decisions today. Turn your restlessness into eager energy and help out your friends. Let's see. Is that Junior? Uh, indecisiveness? Yeah, I could be. Mm. Could be Barbie. Could be. Cancer, you found someone to give you direction and who makes you feel needed. Don't screw it up with ego. Pour your love into that person and let them fill your mind. That's That's Junior. junior. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) That's Junior.
1: Leo, you found solace in an unlikely mate. This person might not be your soulmate, but they will lead many people to you. Don't worry, you won't be alone. Be wary of Virgos. Julia? Um... Solace and an unlikely mate, that, that could be. Or it could be uh, uh, Barbie as well, the unlikely mate being Ava. Mm. And she's going to lead many people to him? Huh? Mm. I don't mm, know, who
2: maybe. Okay.
1: So it said, be wary of Virgo. So here's the Virgo horoscope. You can't trust anyone because you ask too many questions. Stop asking questions and just be happy. Don't go running into the arms of the first lover you find. Okay, so
2: that's Barbie and Ava. Okay, got it.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, be wary of Virgos. <laughs> Libra, you have a special ability to feel what everyone else feels. Know what everyone else knows. Don't fight it. Follow it to the end. Okay. Scorpio, don't let your ambition overrule timely guidance. Also, don't be surprised when your moods settle and you suddenly feel nothing at all. Hmm. Mm. These all give me a bad feeling. I'm glad a Sagittarius is enlisted. Otherwise, I'd feel I'd have to give it up my soul to someone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad there isn't an Aries either.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm Scorpio. Oh, Oh, boy. Keep up the excellent journalism. Your BFF, Emily, a.k.a. Foamy Ones, a.k.a. Miss Ice. She does the, well, she does the, right now, uh, Falling Skies podcast. And also the Arrow podcast.
2: And Arrow when when it's on, yes. Mm -hmm. She just did one. Uh, Uh, A couple of weeks ago, yeah. And your BFF is a little joke that she and I have.
1: Ah. So, yeah. Well, if you want to send in some feedback, we'd love to have it. We would. Uh, Typically, our deadline is Sunday at 6 p.m. This week was a little different because I had so much stuff going on. But our phone number, if you would like phones, is 304-837-2278.
2: I don't like phones.
1: You don't like phones? Mm -mm. I'm ambivalent. I don't like them. You can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and type something in, upload an audio file, or just click that Speak Pipe widget, and we will listen to you record things on your computer. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. And on Facebook, we have Chester's Mill Gazette. Look for the Chester's Mill Gazette there. Just search for that and don't try to figure out the URL. But uh, we will have, you know, anybody can write anything on there. You just ask to be invited, and we will invite you. That's right. We will we will give it to you.
2: And if you write feedback there, I will copy and paste it into our document. And we will read it while we do the podcast.
1: We'll have a special Barbie of the Week thread as well. Oh,
2: yes, definitely. I did it this week before Doug could do it.
1: Yes. So you jumped right on that. I beat you to it. You can also become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. Again, go, like just search for Golden Spiral Media and you will get uh, information about all the wonderful podcasts that are being produced by this wonderful network. And if you go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes, now that's even, that's that's killer. I love this one. Mm-hmm. It'll pull up iTunes and it will go to a page of just GSM podcasts. It's Boom. awesome.
2: That's It's all our podcasts and it is Literally awesome to see all of our podcasts there. It's pod- all the podcasts I didn't even know we had.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: it scares me sometimes.
1: <laughs> I know it's 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 really scary.
2: We have a lot of them. We're a big network.
1: We are. Yeah, it's it's growing all the time. Mm-hmm. Already, even more and so
2: in a few weeks in the fall.
1: Oh man! Keep
2: your eyes open, guys. Yes, Seriously, yes,
1: yes. we've got a lot of things as the uh, as the. Fall TV season kicks in. Oh, man. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot, of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff coming back online. You know, we've been on a hiatus for a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of shows, so uh, I'm really interested in uh, seeing Flash.
2: Oh, yes, me too. <laughs> Flash, Arrow, well, I'm hoping Arrow will be better this season. Uh, of course, Sleepy Hollow, uh, Gotham, uh, Person of Interest, Craziness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of really great shows.
1: Alrighty, folks. Well, that's all those ways to get in touch and you can get your voice or at least your words on in the Chester's Mill Gazette Letters to the Editor. Thank you.
2: That's right. And now...
1: What's gonna, the weather?
2: We're going to talk about some spoilers. And again, they're not big. My spoilers for this show are never big because CBS is very stingy. But next week... Our episode is entitled "Breaking Point." I have posted some pictures on our Facebook page, so look for those. And uh, the description is as follows: Big Jim, Julia, Joe, Nori, and Hunter join together to form a resistance again against Christine, who is mobilizing residents to work on a massive excavation project in the caves underneath the town. Also, Hunter uses his tech skills to contact the outside world on Under the Dome, Thursday, August 6th at 10 p.m. on the CBS Television Network. It is written by James C. Oliver and Sharla Oliver. Sound like a writing team. mm -hmm. Directed by Sam Hill.
1: What the Sam Hill are you Uh, talking about? I
2: knew you were going to do that. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing the soundboard tonight, so you have to excuse me for any lateness. Um, And notable guest cast is Gia Mantegna, who plays Lily Waters. And she is the daughter of Joe Mantegna. So I thought I would point that out.
1: And what has Joe Mantegna done?
2: Lots of things.
1: I don't recognize the name, I have to say.
2: Uh, He was in...
1: um, I'm putting you on the spot now. Joan. He was a football guy. Joe Mantegna. No, No. I'm
2: sorry. Joan of Arc. Is that the name of the show?
1: Joan of Arcadia?
2: Joan of Arcadia, yes. Um, Criminal Minds, The Godfather Part 3, The Simpsons movie, Cars 2. (laughs) Hold on. Um, I think he was in Joan of Arcadia. Um, Well, The Simpsons, he plays Fat Tony on The Simpsons.
1: Uh, All right, so, but, but we've got, we've got somebody who is a, uh, who's got their roots in... Uh, yes,
2: Joan of Arcadia. He played the father on Joan of Arcadia. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I remember that. So, Joe Mantegna. Um, so, he's the daughter. She is the daughter of Joe Mantegna. So, um, we'll see what she does next week.
1: Lily Walters. Keep an eye out for that, uh, for that name next week.
2: Yep. She was noted in the guest cast. So I thought I would point her out as well.
1: Noted specifically, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's it for me for the spoilers.
1: All righty. Well, folks, we are just so, so thrilled that you have been reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. And the horoscopes, too. That's right. That's right. I'm Doug, and I think I'm going to go out and watch an IMAX movie. And
2: I'm Karen, and I'm definitely not going the way of the dodo. Which way is that? I don't know, but I'm not going that way. (laughs) So not going that way.
0: Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.